0: We live in the most affluent, gluttonous, and obese society in the history of the world. We're surrounded by health knowledge, but how do you sift through all of these fads and all of this information and get to the truth? Today, I will share my word for the year plus five phrases I'm going to live by for the rest of my life. These are phrases you've never heard of and you'll never forget. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, sponsored by Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. It's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body, and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous around the world and find out the type of dad you are. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. As you know, I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, leading you to your best version in that stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show, but before we jump into it, I want to share with you one of our hero stories. Again, we collect one hero story per day. Every day of the year, this is number one. This is the first one that came in this year from Phil. He participated in this year's Coast to Coast Challenge, and he said this, At 66 years old, I completed over 1,000 miles for our team. I've been writing notes in a journaling Bible for my seven grandchildren, and so far have completed two out of the seven. This is my legacy for my kids and grandkids. I'm gifting every grandchild with one of these journaling Bibles that has my notes written throughout. Phil, thanks so much for writing into us. Hit us up at menandarena.org with your physical address. We want to send you some swag to say thank you. Hey, guys, again, thank you for helping us through your sharing and your subscribing to triple our podcast audience this year. I want to jump into the meat of the podcast. We are uh, at the beginning of a new year and I love to set goals during the new year. And one of the things I usually do is I often, I don't always, but oftentimes I have a theme or a phrase or a word that operates as my theme or word for the year. Last year my theme was clean the cup, which comes out of a verse in the Bible where Jesus spoke about cleaning the outside but not the inside. This year is the first time in my marriage history that my wife and I have chosen a word together. So we are doing things personally to uh, spend less money so that we can invest more of our budgeted money into this one word. Uh, my wife is making some sacrifices so that she can invest into this one word. I am making some sacrifices so that I can invest into this one word. And together we are conquering this word together. And the word is body. So we are working together. We have some very specific goals. I have some very, I have some smart goals. They're specific They're measurable, they're attainable, they're reachable, and they're time sensitive that surround, that revolve around my body and its health. And I'm not going to share. This one particular goal of you—it's very personal—and if I can hit this goal in the next year, I will shout it from the rooftops. But it is a high and lofty goal, and I'm really excited about it. You know, I, I get a lot of pushback oftentimes from Christian guys. You know, you know, gluttony seems to be obesity seems to be the acceptable sin in the church. Nobody talks about it. Nobody, you know, we don't we don't um, you know, pastors aren't hindered uh, from being hired if they have this. Obvious uh, issue. It's just something we've come to accept. And I, I struggle with that because 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your body is... Now, this is in the context of sexual immorality, but it's also in verses 12 through 15 woven in there this concept of what you put into our stomachs, what we, we ingest with food and drink. And so this, context, this contextually is accurate. Uh, when Paul says, Do you not know that your body is a temple? Of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God, and that you are not your own. For you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. You know, there's a phrase going around that I want to just address today. I hear a lot of overweight people, and I am overweight, but I'm a big guy. I hear a lot of overweight people using this phrase, fat shaming. So here's my thought on that. Your Inability to control what you put in your mouth. Your obesity is actually your problem. My weight issue is my weight issue. So this fat shaming is another way of people to displace blame that should be on themselves to other people. Instead, we all should accept responsibility for our actions. I I don't even know why fat shaming is a term. I, I just... Don't know what it is. If, if you are ashamed of your weight, then do something about it. But if somebody is putting that on you, that's still on you to accept what they're putting on you or not. So let's be better than that. Let's accept responsibility. So I'm accepting responsibility for my body in 2024, and I've done that with five phrases and five areas. Now, these are phrases you've never heard of. Maybe you've, maybe you've never heard of them, but they are phrases that you will never forget. These are phrases that I've been repeating over and over. I've, cre- I've committed them to memory. And I'm going to explain the phrase and the word associated with the phrase and what I'm going to do with it in 2024. A lot, of, Some of these things I've been doing for many, many years. I'm really going to dial in the focus a little bit. The first phrase I want to share with you is this. Sugar is poison. By sugar, I'm talking about simple, processed Sugar. I've been looking for 30 years. I've gone through every fad diet you can imagine. I've spent way too much money on, on diets that lost weight, and I gained more of it back. So I've been digging into, okay, what is the truth here? What does my body really need? And I discovered something, that when I eat certain foods, I get, I get congested. I get phlegmy. When I eat certain foods, I wake up the next day, my joints are sore. When I eat certain foods, my stomach becomes distended, and I've realized that these are what I would call inflammatory foods. So I have uh, gone on to, I've uh, done some research, and I actually, on the Mountain Tough Fitness app, uh, they have a, they don't, it's not a diet plan, it's not an eating plan, it's not a fad diet, they just are very strong proponents of this anti-inflammatory diet. So I'm I'm all in on this thing, well, I'm not all in, I'm about 90% in. And I am committing myself to avoiding at all costs, to the best of my ability, see I'm hedging a little bit because I'm a big guy, right? I've got eating issues, that I'm going to avoid inflammatory foods. Inflammatory foods for me are uh, processed wheats, soy, corn, these types, some some, uh, uh, dairy products, these things really do not do my body well. And so I am going to do that. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm – And I've been doing this. I've been sleeping so good lately because I'm not eating two to three hours before I go to bed. Gives my body time to digest, gives my body time to rest. And one of the things my wife noticed is I get up two or three times a night to go to the bathroom. And it's because I drink about 80 ounces of water at night. I just drink so much water. So she said, Hey, you need to cut that back. So I've cut it down substantially to about 32 ounces of water a night. And I'm just sleeping through the night and it's been glorious. So those are some of the things I'm dealing with. I know water is not poison, but this, I'm putting the sugar as poison under diet. And so water comes under that for me as well. So the next phrase I want to share with you is this, sitting is the new smoking. So, uh, as you notice, I'm standing up Which is kind of nice because my desk no longer works. It's always in the standing position. So I will stand and work probably six hours a day. In fact, I find my mind getting tired because my body, the standing actually creates more energy for my body and my mind. But but because sitting is the new smoking, I've decided two things. I'm going to stand up and work all day, and I've decided to start smoking cigarettes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to smoke cigarettes, but I am working standing up. This is a a new thing uh, in the last probably four months. Super excited about that. So, sugar is the new, sugar is poison. Sitting is the new smoking. The next one is this, guys. Listen, American men, you Americans listening to me, sleep is underrated. Sleep seven to eight hours a night. I've done a couple things that really have helped me. I keep my phone out of my bedroom. I keep all of the doors and windows uh, uh, closed and blindfolded so it's dark. We keep our room at about 65. My wife's a champ, 65 degrees at night. And I do not use an alarm clock unless I'm going hunting. Other than that, I wake up when God wakes me up. So I get consistently seven to eight hours a week. Seven, I consistently get seven hours a night of sleep. When I was a young man, I used to brag about how little I slept. Man, I was an idiot. My body is designed by God to sleep a third of its life away. And so I'm going to take full advantage. In heaven, I won't need to sleep. I may sleep. Because I enjoy it, but I, won't, I don't need to sleep in heaven. So I'm going to enjoy my sleep while I've got it here on earth. The next thing. So sleep is underrated. Smoke, sitting is the new smoking. Sugar is poison. And the next one, and I don't necessarily agree with this phrase, but I've read two books recently uh, by authors. and both these, One of these books was written by a, an Auschwitz prison survivor from World War II. Another one was written uh, recently from another man. And both of these guys said this phrase, Suffering is an emotion. I've processed that, and I, I've come to the conclusion that I don't agree with that statement. However, I do agree that the preparation to suffer creates emotion. Like when I know I'm going into a situation that I'm going to suffer some kind of discomfort or pain, I began negotiating, I begin to get anxious, I will get sweaty, and, and I realize that there's emotion created when the, with the anticipation of suffering. By suffering, I'm talking about personal fitness, exercise. I owe my body four to five sessions of suffering a week. And when I do not physically suffer, my body retaliates against that because my body loves to suffer sweat and cardiovascular pain and and, and strain. And so I live in a world, I'm a computer computer cruncher. I'm, a, I'm an author. I write books. I sit in front of the computer screen. So I need to put myself in a position to physically suffer, to stretch myself. So suffering is an emotion. Sleep is underrated. Sitting is a new smoking. Sugar is poison. The last thing I want to tell you is this. Sabbath is a form of resistance. Sabbath is a way for us to resist The cultural norms. Man, we live in this rat race. Do you know that we live in this rat race where the average American, average, works 47 hours a week. We are way overworked. We are overtaxed. We brag about being busy. And and I would just say this, guys, that if your first answer to how are you doing is busy, I would say you need to repent. God has not created you to be busy. He's created you to be busy. You are not created for the Sabbath. Rather, the Sabbath is created for you. And I would say last year out of 52 weeks of the year, I bet you there were 45 weeks I took a Sabbath, 40 weeks, but there were many weeks I did not. This year I'm committed to taking a Sabbath every week of the year. And I have a book launch coming up in the fall where I will be gone every weekend for like 16 weeks straight, but I'm going to commit and have committed before my wife and before you that I will take a Sabbath during the week if I have to. But Sabbath is vital for my health. When I am not taking a Sabbath to rest, I become emotionally unhealthy and I hurt the people that I'm closest to. So for me, and here's one other thing I want to tell you, we do not post on social media on our Sabbath. Whether that is Saturday or Sunday, there is one day a week when Men in the Arena shuts down completely. We also shut down uh, uh, during Easter break. We shut down during Christmas break, and we shut down uh, in a large part throughout summer for at least two months of summer because we need to schedule our rest because we work real hard to help you become your best version and we have to be people who are rested and hungry and vibrant so in review guys my five phrases this year that you'll never forget sugar is poison sitting is the new smoking, sleep is underrated, suffering is an emotion, Sabbath is a form of cultural resistance. Guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, make sure that you are following this by clicking subscribe uh, with Men in the Arena podcast and you become one of our subscribers. That helps us so much. And if you like today's episode, please share it with one of your buddies. Share it with your wife. Share it with anybody. We don't care. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man.